The phone call. I pulled my phone from my back pocket and noticed that I got a text message from my wife. I know it's our fifth anniversary, but my boss is asking me to work late tonight, so I won't be home till quite late. Just leave the back door unlocked before you go to sleep. That's odd. She doesn't typically work late, especially on an anniversary. My wife and I have known each other since primary school. We slowly started gaining feelings for each other, but we were together on and off, primarily throughout our teenage years. Once year 13 rolled around, we were able to make it work and were together for about six more years before I asked the big question. We were on the beach in the Bahamas watching the sunset when I got down on one knee and asked, will you marry me? The build up to this question was very tough for me. When I first thought about asking the question, I asked her father for advice on what I should say. He encouraged me to give subtle hints about it and then asked the question when I thought it was time. I was out buying a ring that I noticed my wife taking an interest in. I was about to pay for it when I noticed one of my wife's friends entering the store. Besides that close call, seeing her reaction when I asked the question was worth every cent. I kept thinking about her text. Every anniversary we would go out for a special anniversary dinner. She would always get the medium rare steak with shiitake mushrooms and I'd always get the decadent delicious prime ribs. I pulled into our driveway and noticed that the front door was wide open. That's odd, I swore she said she wasn't going to be home till later. I exited my car, entered the house and called out my wife's name. But I got back no response. I decided to message my wife and ask if she remembered locking the front door when she left. Maybe she just forgot. My heart sank when she replied saying that she did. I quickly rang grabbed a knife from the kitchen, and looked around the entire house to make sure nothing was stolen. Once I knew nobody had taken anything, I locked all the windows and doors and turned the outside light on. It was around 7pm when I first started hearing creaking floorboards. I started walking upstairs when I saw a black shadowy figure run past me super fast and hide in the room at the end of the hall. When my wife and I purchased this house, we were told that it was built in the 1950s and not to worry if the building creaked sometimes. A few weeks after we moved in, the locals mentioned rumours of previous occupants disappearing or leaving suddenly. When we asked what they meant, they told us a story about a man who in 1974 was convicted of kidnapping and murdering several people who lived inside the house. When police finally arrived at the house after several calls of screams coming from inside, officers found the man sitting on a chair in the kitchen covered in blood with a maroon blood red cleaver in his hand. Although officers searched the entire house, the victim's bodies were never found. The last people to live in the house were a couple in 1997 who left the house after a week when they heard whispers and discovered scratches on their bodies and blood dripping from their walls. I reached the end of the hall and was about to open the door when I heard crying from inside the room. <laughs> I slowly opened the door and the crying suddenly stopped. I looked through the entire room and saw nothing, so I just ran out and shut the door. Just as I was about to go downstairs, I heard scratching sounds coming from the attic. I slowly opened the door and went up the tiny, creaky wooden steps. I looked around to see what was making the scratching sounds, but I couldn't see anything. That's when I saw it. A seven-foot black figure standing in the corner with razor-sharp knife-like fingers. I was just staring at it in shock and snapped out of it once I heard the floorboards creak and noticed it running towards me.
I had no idea what to do, so I just threw my knife straight at his chest, which in turn made me fall over. When I got back up, I turned on the light switch and noticed that there was nothing there. I noticed that the knife was lodged into my wife's favorite black dress, and the sharp knife-like hands were just a pair of scissors that broke a few weeks ago. I thought to myself that I was probably just going crazy and needed some sleep. I quickly ran down the attic stairs, slammed the attic door, and rushed straight into bed. As I was drifting off to sleep, I noticed that the hallway light was blinking on and off. I could hear this swaying motion and looked over at my door to notice that it was swaying back and forth. I had no idea what to do, so I just hid under my covers hoping it would stop in fear. My bedside lamp started to flicker as well, so I slowly reached my hand down to pull the plug out, but as soon as I was about to, the light stopped flashing. I waited about five minutes before sitting back up to see that my door was still and the hallway light was off. I thought to myself, thank god it's finally over. So I turned around and tried going back to sleep. I had a sigh of relief when I heard my wife come into the room and kiss me goodnight. I was suddenly woken up to my phone ringing. I moved my wife's hand off my chest and answered the phone. Hello? Sorry to wake you, but I left my house keys inside and both doors are locked. Can you let me in? I immediately dropped the phone in horror and slowly turned around to see the black figure from the attic sitting upright in the bed with a blood-dripping cynical smile. You shall live when you have the chance. <laughs> in that moment, all I remember was everything going silent and turning black. <laughs>